and he can't handle the truth. <laughs> it's green on go. Green on go. <laughs> green on go. Jay, we're one. No, we're not. What? 52 weeks. 51 weeks. What? 51 weeks. We're, this is episode we're year one next week. This is episode 52. Correct. Yes. Yes. 52 weeks means one year. No, it doesn't. Okay, you're confusing me now. Okay. Here's an example. How old is Oscar? Six. How many Christmases has he had? Five. Well, the answer is seven. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I can't remember. (laughs) Because he had one when he was zero. He did. He had one when he was one, two, three, four, five, six. No. So you didn't give him one when he was six? Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, but potentially so, she, he can turn six and have had, you know, he hasn't, you know, turned six before Christmas. Right? He's always going to have one more Christmases than his his age. Just like this podcast, we've been we've had fifty two because we released one with zero weeks old. I don't know as I had enough sleep to have this conversation with you. It's Jay. like in Korea. <laughs> in Korea, you and me will be a year older. You robbed me of my first birthday. Of, <laughs> Better than average first birthday. I know, we've been planning stuff Podcast around the over. first birthday, but <laughs> why don't we call it the better than average leap year? Because it's not quite... <laughs> We're a quantum leap year. Do you remember Quantum Leap? I do remember Quantum Leap. With that at the moment. Quantum Leap. There's two programs that were pretty similar, Quantum Leap and Sliders. Sliders. Sliders was the one I really liked. I really enjoy Sliders. Yeah, I yeah. really liked Sliders. I remember there was a fruit in Sliders. So for people that don't know, Sliders isn't just a show about sandwiches. <laughs> Amazing sandwiches. <laughs> hey, give me a pastrami slider. <laughs> they would travel through different dimensions and they're trying to get back to their own. But it's random jumping, isn't it? Yes. And um, there was a, an episode where they got captured and they were given a fruit. And the guy that looks like Pavarotti, what was his name? I don't remember, but he really did look like, like Pavarotti. Just Pavarotti, he? wasn't it? Yeah. And he goes, I want a steak. And he starts eating this fruit and he goes, is it, a, it is a steak. Oh. So whatever you wanted, that fruit would mimic the flavor. Nice. Uh, and Quantum Leap was just amazing. I don't really remember Quantum Leap. So he would just jump into different bodies. Yeah. And so he was always a different character. Yeah. In that time, whereas Sliders, they went to different dimensions, like, dimensions and they were other people. Uh, they were themselves. Sorry. Now, Sliders is a 90s TV show. Maybe. Quantum Leap is a maybe a 70s or 80s TV show. Oh, is it? Yeah. And it, some of the episodes can't be aired anymore because in one episode, he went into the body of someone with Down syndrome and that's not how he described himself when he saw himself in the mirror. Oh, God. He looked at himself in the mirror and went, oh, my God, I'm retarded. It's amazing how quickly what's culturally acceptable changes. Can't call people retards anymore. No, quite rightly so, I would say. Well, I think there's some exceptions. <laughs> it's quite, <laughs> quite fair that that's not right anymore. I think you can call people that aren't <coughs> Down syndrome retarded. People that are just stupid. Is that all right? <laughs> we had a lot of retards in the army. <laughs> you call them muggles. Muggles. <laughs> Imagine that. I don't, I've never seen someone uh, taken to the HR office because they've called someone a muggle. No, no, but I'm sure they would be. You call them a filthy half-blood, you get sent there. Oh my God, I did a post the other day because there's talks about conscription into the uh, the British military. I actually wanted to talk to you about this. Okay. So tell me about your post. Okay. Uh, we Okay, episode, sorry, 
Hang on. Welcome to episode 52. Nearly a year old. We'll be a year old at 53, but it's 52. Of Better Than Average Leap Year podcast with me, Jay, but mainly Chris and also Jay. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed that how I feel I've cemented my position as the glue that holds the podcast together. (laughs) When last week, when we had Ross the Boss on, where I disappeared to get a tissue, I was listening back to the podcast and I was like, there is dead air now did we just get silent <laughs> you and you and ross just got distracted because obviously ross was ross was here on uh, two hours sleep yep and you always have your tablet available yep and i have to keep you on track because otherwise you start like tapping away on your That's tablet true, true. or on your garmin watch <laughs> or something and you started looking back at pictures yep instead of doing the podcast no yes <laughs> it's all for the podcast okay so what we're talking about conscriptions conscription yeah What's your question? Well, tell me about your post. You were going to tell me about a post that you Oh, made. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jay, come on. I just put in the stories. Uh, I, I shared the, the the article on my stories just saying that there's no way this will happen because the youth of today will not make it in the military. And that's a fact. And the youth of today are soft. This is it. They are just softer. We are now more offended by words than ever before. They're scared of words, which is crazy because sticks and stones and all that. <laughs> right. Can you imagine them in the military? Someone that's offended that they, with respect, may be misgendered, now being shouted at, called boy or man, right? Being told to do it, it's called retard. <laughs> Saying, whoa, wait, I don't appreciate your words. <laughs> Can you imagine that in the army? No. So there's a way that the military is run and it has to be run in a certain way because you need to react to stuff that's happening under extreme pressure. There's no niceties and no politeness about it when you need to do something immediately. Get over there. Sorry, please. It's just, it's an order. Hey chap, can you do us a favor and just go and secure that nest? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hope you don't mind. Just take a couple of the boys and secure the nest. <laughs> so my, my, all my post was is there is no way because... The youth of today couldn't handle it. Oh my God, the amount of messages I got off the back of it in support of what he said, but maybe more extreme though, like even too extreme for me. Someone responded, which I loved by the way, (laughs) but I won't tell you who they are. They said, anyone that is scared of gluten, (laughs) anyone that uses pronouns, uh, there's a few other things they said. It was mad and they just kept going. They sent me a whole list of people who they believe shouldn't be conscribed to the military. I was like, yeah, I agree with some of those. Some of them I don't care. I don't care if you use your pronouns. It doesn't bother me. You can fight in the military if you're a he, she, they, them. All right? As long as you don't get offended when you get accidentally misgendered because there's a lot more things to get offended by when you're in the army. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, it's never going to happen. And if it did happen, I think it might be the end of Britain. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to put you in a mindset, Jay. I yeah. haven't done this for a while. Okay. All right. You're not Jay Swanston anymore. You're Jason Swanston. Okay. Silver spoon up your ass. Yep. Suit, tie. Yep. Carefully color coordinated. What year was I born? Okay. You were born. Uh, what year were you born at the moment? What year was I born, Chris? I don't know. Uh, 81? No. <laughs> 71? No. <laughs> Come on, give us a give us 84. A 84. Okay, so let's say you're 10 years older. 94. Okay, 94. You are in charge of the British government. Yeah. Okay. 
and you have to make the decision. The British government? Yes. Okay, I'm prime minister. You are prime minister. Okay. You have to make the decision on whether you're scrapping national service. Yeah. All right, so we're going back a little time now. Yeah. All right. Would you have done that or not? Nope. You would have kept it? Yep. So I don't know a huge amount of national service because it's the generation, two generations yeah. removed from us, right? But you used to have to do what, two years? Two years, yeah. Two years. What did they do in that two years? Basic training and then went into company. Okay. So if I'm doing my national service, I do my basic training, I go into company. What does that mean in terms of deployments and stuff like that? You getting deployed or not? See, then I don't know. Because what was the Korean War? Was the end of the 50s, wasn't it? Wasn't the Balklands? Falklands of the 80s? Was it Balklands or Falklands? I don't know. What year was that? I have a feeling my granddad did national service and he ended up in the Balklands. So I'm assuming. But he signed on. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm assuming if there was the need to deploy, you would have been deployed within your national service because your basic should only be about six months. Then you do your pre deployment, let's say eight months or six months. Then you're getting deployed if there's the need to deploy. Yeah. Now, I don't think you should make people deploy. And this, I think, is the interesting one, isn't it? Because let's fast forward now. So the decision's already been made and we are where we're at right now. National service is no longer considered to be sort of acceptable, right? Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say the majority of people are going to not be in support of national service. Yep. Um, however big or small that majority yep. is, but I think the majority are not. Would you bring it in now? Mm, no. No. I think we've gone past the point where you can. I think we should have kept it. And I, if I'm honest with you, I don't even think... I don't think two years is, is necessary. I think you could do six months. You could do your basic training, understand what it's like, understand what it means to have respect, to have discipline, maybe a year. So I say six months to a year, six months in basic, six months in company, just to understand, just to give you that little bit of a life skill that you may require one day. Not everyone has to fight because after your basic, you then get to choose. Like in college, where are you going to go? You're going to go to... Um, you're going to be an infantry soldier where you're going to fight on the front lines. You're going to go into IT. You're going to go into it. There's so many different paths you can go into, which mean different things. So it just gives people a bit of a different idea. And the problem with today is entitlement. You may speak to people who tell you about their younger siblings or your friends who have friends who've got younger, younger siblings. And it's the entitlement that's the issue. It's wanting to have something without, without earning it. They see these YouTubers you take your top YouTubers like Mr. Beast or whoever it is and they say that he's doing really successfully. He's, he's earning lots of money through his YouTube channel but he didn't see the thousands of videos and hours he's put into it prior to becoming a success. It's, it's all these things that people don't understand about earning the right to do it, earning your place and the satisfaction on this is having to earn it. You have to grind away at it. I think that's why everyone at Jiu Jitsu gets on so well because you really do start off as nothing and you get beaten down and those beatings don't stop you just become a little bit better at handling them and dealing with it and maybe issuing a few yourself later on, right? But yeah, it's a continuous grind. It's, you have to earn your place in there. And you, so you know when you see any belt on the mat that's got a stripe or a different color belt with stripes, you know that they've put in a considerable amount of time there just earning and grinding and earning the respect of others through that. And I think that's what people lack today. So I think of keeping the national service in allows people to continue to push, learn a skill, learn something. It may not be what you want to do, but I think it's an important lesson in life to learn that 
you can't always have what you want, but you do need to work for some things. And six months to a year out of anyone's life to make their life better, in my opinion, is is well worth it. But not now though, they'll fuck up, they'll fuck up the country. <laughs> Sending well. these Gen Z's out now. Dead. <laughs> Yeah, but we're not talking about deploying them, are we? <clears throat> we're talking about would would people benefit? You know, if you were a 17-year-old and you maybe in that in-between period where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to uni yet, maybe I'll do the whole gap year thing, would it do you harm to have spent a year doing the military? I don't know as it would. No, even six months. Like if someone said to, if Oscar said to me, oh, I've got this thing where I can do the military for a year, and then I'll go off and do university or whatever I was going to do. He'd say, do you think that's a bad idea? I don't know as I would say no. I think it would be a bad idea if I thought they were going to ship him off somewhere. Yeah. You know, because I think, you know, it's a, that is a very different conversation. You know, are you going to agree to do six-month training and then get shipped off into a, you know, into one of these kind of um, deployments? you know I don't, you shouldn't be forced to go and fight i think that's the thing that that's that's not something i would agree with but with you know we have to do our education but do i think it would be handy for him to learn some of the skills that you learned in the army well yeah yeah and the skills we're talking about i'm not i'm not talking about learning to fire a weapon i'm not learning uh, i'm not talking about anything like that i'm talking about life skills talking about skills that can carry over so the, the ability to work hard the ability to, to to face adversity that's the other issue people are mistaking something that's hard for, for for extreme adversity that they can't deal with there's a difference isn't there there's a difference between an impossible task and a difficult task there's a difference between feeling lonely and being alone right there's a difference between feeling anxious and suffering from anxiety I think being in the army separates these things and puts it into real thought processes as to what you're currently going through. It's not a cure for everything. Like there, there are people in there who, who aren't happy, of course. They've chosen that life. There's one really um, interesting uh, case of a parachute regiment soldier who went in because he wanted to be a man. Now, before the transgender movement had, had become as big as it is, we're talking about 2008, 2009, he had transitioned into being a woman. But this whole time in the army, he thought he had to do that in order to solidify his place as a man. Right. All it did is make him a great soldier and then he became a woman, which is awesome, actually. So now he's a woman, that will kick your ass. <laughs> I think um, I think that the thing that made me think about it is the whole thing that's going on in Ukraine. Yeah. Because obviously they're conscripting people that are over the age, I believe, of 27. Okay. So I was sort of thinking about this, like I'm 34, you know, I'm able-bodied. So I'm the type of person that, you know, horrible situation happens. You're the type of person that they give you a gun and then all of a sudden you're a soldier. It would be helpful if, if you'd done your year in the army yeah. as an 18-year-old, if that situation was ever to come yeah. about. So... I think from that point of view, I can sort of see the benefit in, of national service in a way that maybe I didn't before. Yeah. Because there is a preparedness there, isn't there? Yes. And I like to think that you would never need it, but at least you wouldn't ever be in the situation where all of a sudden you have got to fight and you are starting from zero understanding of anything that you need to do. Mate, I wouldn't do it now though. If, if there was a whole thing... 
saying you need to we need to get people former serving and whoever I wouldn't do it it's hard to know because it's such a impossible situation isn't it yeah. you know a tank rolls down the street who knows how you're going to react when that happens like the Hulk <laughs> just ram it shoulder barge it and that's the thing it's like you're not choosing to go to battle you're choosing you you know the the fight has come to you yeah so it's like what do you do then and like, we're quite fortunate to live on an island yeah it's much less likely to happen it's logistically it's difficult to do isn't it it's very hard to deploy other foreign soldiers here yeah they have to parachute in <laughs> just got them down I mean, it's just a rubbish situation, isn't it? Yeah. So I think from a national service point of view, when they talked about it, I was like, well, if your military is small, you know, manpower-wise it's small, does it make sense that your population would have some of those fundamental skills that they might need should they ever be drafted? Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're going to potentially draft them, then you'd have to do that. So it's kind of, you know... For me, it's a kind of a two-part question. It's like, do you ever see the possibility you might call on these people to fight? And if the answer is yes, then I think the national service is like a must. I think, um, yeah, that's true. But if the answer is no, then what's the point? And I, th I suppose the point is that you give maybe an 18-year-old that doesn't really know what they want to do, as most 18-year-olds are, you give them a year doing something else while they work Biggest their stuff out. And does it matter if you go to university at 19 instead of 18? <clears throat> I think it probably doesn't these days because everybody works so late. You know, everything's yeah, pushed do. back, aren't they? Um, experience counts for a lot though, doesn't it? Experience counts for a hell of a lot. Absolutely. And, and that kind of experience is, is valuable. It definitely shaped me. Yeah. Definitely shaped me. 100%. In every fiber and what I do, it shaped me. Some ways, most ways are the better. Some ways are a bit misguided. But um, otherwise, really good. Yeah. I think overall, though, positive experience. That's good. For me, even Char Charlie had a bad experience in the army, but I think it was a good experience to have. Do you think so? Mm-hmm. Mm. I do. I think he'd agree. Not at the time, of course, but I think post it. Or you don't think he would go back and not do it? I think he'd go back to do the infantry instead. Yeah. He joined the artillery. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think he would have gone back and joined the infantry. Yeah. Because we're brainless. The artillery being literally the big guns. Uh, firing the big guns they do fire the big guns from way back there <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying they've got the biggest guns in the army who's got the who's the physically the strongest in the army well that'll be if you it's got to be some role that you don't really think of but they're carrying shit around all the time the engineers 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 carrying shit all the time physically the strongest yeah yeah of course if you were going to arm wrestle someone you don't want to pick someone from the, the uh, Remy no no. <laughs> no no Remy's fine they're the Royal Electrical. Are they not engineers? They're the Royal Electrical oh, okay. Engineers. Okay. Sappers are the engineers. They're the ones lifting components around all the yeah, time. Yeah, you're like, fucking hell. <laughs> and if you want to get into a conversation with anyone, don't get into a conversation with the signals. In the olden days, it would have been the guys that load the cannons on the boats, <laughs> yeah. right? Because yeah, they're yeah. just picking up those cannonballs constantly. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah Massive hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because... Um, Everyone should have a, a, there should be a place for everyone within a, within the military. Um, so we were at the playground yesterday. I was with the, you know, Victor. I don't think I've met Victor oh, yet. Yeah. Okay. Cause he said he doesn't know you either. He no. knows of you, but you no. haven't met, but you need to know him cause he's Brazilian. 
<laughs> hey, Mesa, Academy That's legit. me, man. Even in our academy, people know of me. Yeah. But like, you know, there's people that I've and never seen. And your kids seen. are in the same class. Are they? Yeah. His daughter is the same class as Oscar. Oh, that's weird. Is it? <laughs> well, it's just weird that I don't know him at all. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> now, he knows of Oscar. Yeah. Because he's the tallest in the class. Yeah, he's still the tallest but in the class. But he really is, though, I think I, d- I don't think the kids are catching up with him. No, they're not. I watched him walk out yesterday, <laughs> and so it's like tall. he walked in from a different class. So why is he there today? <laughs> it's really tall. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if come 16 whether he stops growing. Because I used to have a friend, Richard, yeah. that I went to school with, and he was gigantic. Okay, Like, he was basically fully grown when we went into secondary school. So oh, what is wow. that, like 12? Uh, yeah, 11, 12, yeah. Yeah, he's fully grown. He's the size Jesus. of a man. Really? Yes. And the rest of us are 12. <laughs> okay. So he looks like he's sort of like wow. someone's parent has come <laughs> in, right? Um, but over the years, everybody caught him up. Because oh, he didn't really get any bigger. That's interesting. Like, he's not a small guy. He's a big guy. But I mean, Oscar is very tall for his age. Like, uh, clearly taller than everyone else. But that's the only reason why I know he's tall. Because of, by comparison to everyone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if there was, if it was old school days, mate, like, you know, Oscar would be a king. <laughs> king of the North. <laughs> it's funny how you say the North, because the North just, it gives you visions of being tougher, Tough. doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. King of the South, it's like, oh. Uh, people are tougher king up North. King of words. I think the people are tougher they up are North. They are tougher up North, 100%, <laughs> mate. You go to places like Liverpool, and it's immediately just a fighting city. Yeah. Like people will talk to you about it. Down here, they're like, oh, do you play rugby? Like, no. <laughs> in Liverpool, mate, your fucking ears. You're a fighter. <laughs> That's where they go to straight away in Liverpool. <laughs> Definitely don't. Yeah, when you look at the um, <laughs> like the UFC kind of competitors and stuff, they're from those northern places, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Arnold Allen is the closest south. Like, they should be from London. Yes. Like, statistically speaking... Like London should be producing these people. Michael Venom Page. <laughs> yeah, but MVP. <laughs> but yeah, Oscar's a. But your dad's. I'm tall. not betting on MVP versus Tom Aspinall. Let's put it that way. Kevin Holland. Oh, <laughs> it's Kevin Holland, isn't it? He's fine. Um, yeah, but I've I've seen your dad a few times down the playground. We've yeah. got to talk about this. So your dad is black. <laughs> <laughs> my dad. My dad's got a tan for sure. Yeah. But he's more tan than me chris that's the thing he's darker than me <laughs> this really surprised you didn't i it? was shocked because i knew it was oh my god and he sounds just like you yeah i think i think we do sound similar yeah steve you and your dad sound exactly the same yeah when and people you, used to call the house they used to say it was hard to know who was answering yeah phone. and yeah. you look more like your dad than steve does yes um you can see where you get your looks from. I look the most like my dad. Okay. So um, when you look at old pictures of my dad, like it looks like me. It's very similar. But he's black. <laughs> but he's darker. Yeah, he's darker. <laughs> it's so dark. But he's not, I say black. Let me give you, he's actually golden brown, isn't he? <laughs> Mocha latte. Yeah. Well, it's like he's been living in the south of Spain, retired, mate. And the thing is, is no one knows why. So this is like my my granddad was quite into the family tree. Yeah. Right. So he would look back and he's the one who used to tell us about my grandma's family that were carnival folk. And we have pictures of like the tattooed lady that's my grandma's grandma or something, whatever. On the other side, there's like this whole hazy thing as to all of a sudden where the tan comes from, right? 
Man, it's <laughs> no one knows. Of, mate, it's kind of wild, man. <laughs> it's kind of wild, man. Oh. And I think it's because it it goes back far enough that people weren't really talking about it. Yeah, you know, just like pretending it's not happened. I kind of like it, mate. <laughs> uh, it's so weird to see though. But he's tall as well, isn't he, your dad? Are you taller than your dad? I am now, yeah. You are. Oh my god. But my granddad was tall because he was. He always tells us that he was the shortest grenadier guard in his regiment. Okay. Because to get into the guards, he had to go on tiptoes slightly. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Because I think I'm not sure what the the police used to have a height limit. It's a five ten. Must be five ten, isn't it? The guards had a height limit, and that was substantial. You know, to be a grenadier yeah. guard, you had to be very tall. Wow, isn't that interesting? So yeah, he he had to tiptoe just a little, just to, just to get through. That is amazing. <laughs> it's interesting. I've seen so much of your family. I've met so many members of your family now. Yes, it's yeah, crazy, yeah. isn't it? What's weird though is I'm getting to know too many people in the school playground. Yeah. So there's three kids that now come out of that door. I'm like hi to everyone because they go to jujitsu. You picked up a little squad of kids the other day. You more than just Sienna, right? Well, yeah, yeah. You're on like you know Jay's daycare center. Who did someone call me the Pied Piper? <laughs> 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 yeah. Just dancing away on my flute out the playground with the kids following me. Come, children. <laughs> I, you're more of a Fagan character to me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. Fagan. You don't remember Fagan from Oliver Twist, the old boy that has all the pickpockets. No. <laughs> It's so weird, mate. It is hilarious. <laughs> He's the guy that like takes in the orphans and uses them to steal people's wallets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure his name was Fagan. Okay, cool. <laughs> but it's quite interesting, though, man. So, so there's there's quite a few kids now in the playground that do jujitsu. Yeah, it's quite good. cool. The man. kids, the kids. How are you finding coaching the kids? I really enjoy it. In fact, do you? I think it's more fun yeah. than the adults. What coaching kids? Yeah, man, I really do enjoy it. That surprises me. Yeah, about me you. too. Yeah, yeah. really, it, it's so fun, mate. Yeah. Uh, what's the right age for the kids to start jujitsu? Probably because you've got to be able to pay attention. Yeah, you do because there's okay. So there's one kid there at the moment. I won't say his name. He's amazing when it comes to the rolling, but he's just not ready to listen. But fuck me when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to the listening. It's so hard because you, you you can get his attention and you got to say his name a few times. His dad's great, by the way. His dad's on the side going, "Hey, listen, li- stop talking, listen," because he talks a lot and he'll talk randomly. Like I was trying to do a technique the other day. He goes, "Jay." Jay, it's like, yeah? Jay, can I touch your belt? <laughs> do you know uh, what makes me laugh is this is you. What do you mean? <laughs> this is you when we do the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is you when you, we do the podcast. You're exactly like one of those kids that cannot pay attention. It's so funny. I look around and he's doing cartwheels. <laughs> you're thinking that's not going to be bad for his past. I was like, come back. Come back. Come back. Do that part cartwheel over the guard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating though. I, I really enjoy it. It's fun, man. It, it's there's a lot that goes on with them so yes the younger they are the harder it is yeah of course it's harder um but then all of a sudden they, they really surprise me because it comes to the rolling oh my god they're going for it they're tearing it up yeah i think the key with jujitsu is you need to take it on at a point when you are a kid and you don't have that strength yet. yeah because you want to be learning your jujitsu mechanics before you have your adult strength yeah. But I don't know as it matters whether you started at six or whether you started at like 10. I actually think if you start a little bit later, you'll probably be picking it up just as fast. Do you know what I mean? So a six-year-old starting versus a 10-year-old starting, <coughs> by the time they're 12 or 13, we'll be at the same point. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's my instinct with it. Because they're, they're just able to listen. Uh, are you thinking of Oscar? Yes. Are you bringing him down or what? So Oscar's obviously six, had seven Christmases, as you quite rightly pointed out. Mm. So 
yes, I'm thinking about bringing him down. He wants a club because Phoebe has a club and he doesn't yet. Um, and I am thinking about bringing them both down. Yes. Because it's actually more important to me that Phoebe learns jiu-jitsu than Oscar does. I'm you know? obviously right behind you on that yeah. one, mate. I, as Oscar gets bigger, I, I, he needs to learn some striking. Yeah. Because this is a fact of life that people, you know, throw punches at you every now and then. I let Oscar hit anyone when he's growing up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I bought him boxing gloves because he was obsessed with wanting to punch, okay. like, at home. Like, yeah. doing it to me, not to anyone else. Like, he's a gentle kid. But he would, like, punch me in the side. Boom. And it got to the stage where I was like, okay, I need to teach him that there's times when he can do it. Because yeah. it's, like, a bit of a laugh and yeah. we're having fun. But there's also times when we're not. So I bought him some, like, kids' boxing gloves. Nice. I was like, you want to do boxing? Put your gloves on. If not, then we're not punching. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So like trying to like yeah, yeah. establish that. That makes sense. Because I, I found I was trying to walk a very weird line that yeah. like parents like us do where you're like, you're not allowed to fight, but do you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want oh, to? Oh, so no, I'm, I'm saying you are allowed to fight. <laughs> you're just like, no fighting, no fighting. But when you are fighting, this is what you need to do. <laughs> it's a bag of contradictions. You know what we, what we do? It's weird. It is contradictory, but we're, we're teaching them to control where the fight goes, aren't we? We're teaching them to control the situation. Yeah. Whether you, you, you can choose whether to engage or not, and you can choose when's the right time to engage. Whereas people that don't train to fight don't know when to engage. I think for me, it's like a self-defense thing, but it's also a confidence thing. Yeah. You know, because that's the, that's the way as a young person that arguments are often finished, aren't they? Yeah. You know, and... I think you have to have confidence that if that happens, then yeah, and you know. not get shocked when someone grabs hold of you all of a sudden, bang with force. You don't go, ah! you just be like, oh, we're rolling then, I guess. <laughs> it's it's, it's that kind of situation, isn't it? Yeah, we absolutely. got sand on the mat yesterday to help out because we split the class. Oh, really? Yeah, because Charlie was going through. So Sand was there as a parent. Yeah, and I, we kept having to get. And him on you the dragged mat. him on. We had to because I was doing the younger kids that yeah. are, or the less experienced kids, while Charlie was doing the other kids that know what they're doing. And we had to get San John to help out. All of a sudden, San was helping coach. He was sparring with one of them. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You know what? San is great with the kids. Yeah. So I'll, I think San should do it more often. I think the only thing is, is the session's quite late, isn't it? What yeah, time it gets, does it start? Is it, starts it 6 at 6 30. 6 Yeah, 6 30 is quite late. I think so. However, it's busy. It is busy. And people can stroll in late. I mean, it overruns into my Nogi class. All right, I'm just putting that out there as a call out now, if anybody's listening. Uh, Ishrak? Timekeeping. Timekeeping. Timekeeping, gentlemen. It's the games at the end, isn't it? <laughs> I get there, and I get there late. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I'm relying on my, yeah. I'm relying on the people that come to my class. Start You're going to sort your own warm-up out, because yeah. when I get there, it's on, it's right? Like, yeah. So, anyway, I get there, you know, 10 minutes. It's not finished. Yeah. Kids' class is not finished. I'm just throwing it out there. This happens. That Thursday class. If Every week. If you're taking Oscar and... Start early. That, that, it went to me, huh? it's not me. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know your complaints. But I have an address you can write into. <laughs> it's a... Uh, I don't give a shit about your complaints, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put it. Um, just put it in my, uh, my mailbox, mate. Any bin. Any bin. It'll find its way to me. File it under B. That's what we say in code <laughs> in our house. When you get some of those, like, large quantities yeah. of pictures... I notice you don't have a lot of pictures on your fridge. Okay, now our kids go to the same school, so I know there are pictures that come home. Yep. They don't make it to the fridge. Nope. So what happens to them? Goes into my message pile. Files <laughs> filed under B, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there used to be a lot of stuff Sienna brought home. It's like, we can't store this. What you've made is a box and you've stuck a bit of paper to the top. 
what you've made is something that's going to avoid our insurance. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, at first when I made stuff, I like, oh, it's great. Eventually, like, this is no good. You just put nothing together here. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, this is a power station. <laughs> It's like, no, what that is is tinfoil wrapped around a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not keeping that. Um, we're going to have to take a quick intermission. Yeah, well, there are intermissions in today's episode yeah, because you have to take her for a wash. Yes. <laughs> so, take him to the dog groomers because I am middle class. You you walk him there? Yeah, I'm going to walk him there. Okay. You want to come for a walk? Absolutely. Let's do this. See you in a... Actually, it'll be timeless for us. About 10 minutes would have passed, but for you, nothing. Like time travel. Blowing your mind. Interstellar. Black holes. Event Horizons? Event Horizons where they end up in purgatory, I think. Well, that's what we... We'll come back to We're going to that. now. <laughs> we haven't go. even gone yet, have we? Queen and go. Well, have we gone? <laughs> We've done so much. Did we actually go? Is it now another day we're recording? Did we stop so that Jake could have a wee? Have I come back from Bacchus Lava? To drain the fingers. Drain the fingers, no. Drain it, the ears. It's fine. This one probably needs draining. You haven't had to do that in a while, no? Uh, I can drain it live on the pod if you want. I, ta- I tagged you in a request I saw. from Dan Shrews yeah, <laughs> for someone with mangled fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But actually, hold your hand up. Not too bad, are they? They're not that mangled, are they? No. I mean, you're never going to get a job as a hand model. No. But they're, they're definitely getting wrinklier. I'm getting older. <laughs> they are, yeah. I'm old, Chris. <laughs> you are old. Speaking of uh, old... Okay, I want to talk about one of the uh, old boys in jiu-jitsu, Wagner Rocha. Oh, yeah. Did you see this? The lion roars again. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the old lion roars again. So Wagner takes a match, which he's got real no, really no business taking, no. against Luke Griffith. And Luke is a monster. Yeah. I'm not sure how big he is, but I want to say he's like 6'5", maybe. He's bigger than Wagner Rocha, though, isn't he? He's really big. And he's like 20-odd? Yeah. Was he 19 years younger? <laughs> Something like 40 pounds heavier, yeah. 19 years younger. Yeah. <laughs> and Wagner gets it done. Amazing. Shout out to Wagner. Yeah. Well done, mate. The you, kahunas on that guy. You did it. You test-filled kahunas, mate. <laughs> that's dead, dad strength in action. Yeah, yeah, That's good, isn't it? I like it. Yeah, being old is good. <laughs> I enter the seniors division for some of the competitions this year. Yeah, you made you, you Charlie's disgusted by it. Charlie hasn't even entered Masters yet. <laughs> Charlie hasn't entered Masters yet? No. Gosh, when he came a, to watch us at that Masters it's competition. He's just a young pup, isn't he? He wasn't even allowed to compete in it. <laughs> Did they say, sorry, young man, have you lost your dad? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, have you lost your dad? No, Charlie's dad's dead. <laughs> Jay, not joking, by the way. Jay, you ruined my joke. <laughs> Okay. We had a fun time yesterday talking about dead dads. The joke, the joke is regarding him looking so young. Okay. Well, I'm just saying you gotta be careful, Chris, because some dads are dead. (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay. Brad, Charlie, and I had a great chat about dead dads yesterday. Uh, Oh God, I don't know know if I want to get into this conversation. You're not allowed to be involved yet. Your dad ain't dead yet. He's just (laughs) tall, big, and tanned. Do you know? Very much alive. A weird thought occurred to me the other day. <clears throat> about the podcast yeah and i was like if i was to die at least the kids would have all of this like podcast right of me talking about things yeah. to like listen back that's to. a good point isn't it yeah but then i was like oh man there's so much junk on there there isn't there there is <laughs> you'd have to just let them listen to it though wouldn't you <laughs> yeah you have to just let them go you'd be like you want to know what your dad was like you gotta listen to this yeah 
<laughs> this, this is like unscripted, completely yeah. unedited. <clears throat> yeah, but you said nothing bad about your family, so that's all good. I d- I'm trying to be very careful you what said I say. Off air. <laughs> what I say on the podcast, I do try to be a little careful. Yeah, but we can't. I know be you're canceled. a little. Uh, <laughs> I know you're a little bit more. It's because uh, we're uncancelable, Chris. We are. <laughs> we are gods of our realm. <laughs> What's going to happen? I don't know. If they cancelled us, the same people would find a way to listen because we'd just text them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, look what's talk, uh, spoken about in podcasts and they're not cancelled. Um, I don't know if you can get sat from your job for something you said on a podcast. Uh, probably, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way the corporate world works. Is it really? Yeah. Well, even if it's got nothing to do with the company? Probably, yeah. Wow. I, 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 you know, I'm not a lawyer, but I suspect you do have to be careful, yeah. That's bonkers to me, mate. Yeah, I think if you, uh, I think probably the risk comes when you kind of um, link your profile in some way to your work. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if your work is on your profile, you know, and you're, you're saying stuff, then obviously it's, you know. I don't like it, mate. <laughs> like it. Circle of vigor, circle of vigor would have to hire me, mate. Mate, circle of vigor. Have you got, got any uh, jobs going? I might do actually. Oh, really? Well, actually, we know well, we can talk about it now because it's all good. Unity Place Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Unity Place Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So this is a little corporate jiu jitsu thing that you've yes, got it, going on. It's just for the staff at Unity Place. Yep. Um, but currently Tuesdays and Thursdays, we still need to finalize the time. But it's around twelve o'clock, around lunchtime. We were running our classes there. Have you chatted to the guy about what other times might be suitable? Not until I go see him on the 8th. So I've got a meet right. and greet there on the 8th of February. Right. Uh, but he's already said we may need more than two classes because of the interest that's already generating. That's a good sign. That's interesting. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Emilio messaged me. Emilio? <laughs> Emilio said, I hear there's someone running jiu-jitsu. Is this you, Jay? <laughs> well, how do you Does he work that? in Unity Place? Yeah, he does, yeah. Didn't oh, know that. Oh, wow. So he's... Um, so you've got a man on the inside. Got a man on the inside Inside well. man, Emilio. No, I'm inside that man. Because you would not... <laughs> <laughs> you would not... Yeah, Emilio's like Mr. Nice Guy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the happiest Spaniard there is. I, I was going to say, I want to say Spanish, but I don't know Mexican. if he's actually from Spain. <laughs> Can we Portuguese? No, the guy it. speaks Spanish. That's yes. all I know for yeah. sure. And his name's Emilio. <laughs> it's got to be Spanish. That is Spanish. Me and Emilio go way back. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to train together... Long time ago. Yeah, I was going to get into the country. <laughs> From Mexico. My dad. <laughs> My dad did. Yeah, that's why he got a tan. <laughs> stuck when him he's in boating the, everyone over. He stuck him in the back of a gold Mercedes <laughs> and drove him over. Yeah, I took him over in the yacht, eh? Put him in a little boat. <laughs> Put him all to England. <laughs> My dad always got stuck to, stuck to customs. He always did. Amazing. Yeah. But um, yeah, so if you want to know for me, Circle of Vigor, you're allowed your opinions. <laughs> you got to be pretty fucked up to get sacked from Circle of Vigor, mate. We don't accept uh, rapists or paedophiles and things like that. Murderers, maybe, depends. But, you know, we, 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 we love you, really. So, come on board. <laughs> Once you're on board, Once you're, you're on board, in. you're in. Once you're blooded in I mean, to Circle again, of Vigor, there's, there's no way things, out. There's certain things that we will not tolerate. There's certain crimes we, we, don't, we don't like. Mass shootings, uh, don't stab anyone, unless you had to. You know? I'm open to conversations. Jay. <laughs> I'm open to conversations. not just the one dismissal. criteria for getting into Circle of Vigor is you've got to have vigorosity for days. Yeah. Right? And if you stab someone a hundred times, that to me is pretty vigorous. 
<laughs> right, what, James. 100 times in 30 seconds, you say? I've got to move you on. Okay. So there's a big jiu-jitsu match that I want to talk about. Mm. Okay. I know the Euros have just happened. Okay. So the big thing in jiu-jitsu was we had ADC Long, Long Beach um, and we had the Euros. Yep. Right? <clears throat> did I watch the Euros? No, I did not. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't. I checked whether um, Wazinski won his, but other than that, I didn't watch it. Did you? Oh, Chris, guess what? You did. I also didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I didn't, didn't, mate. The problem is there's so much. So I didn't have time last week. I'm going to watch a lot of the like finals matches back, but I haven't watched them yet. But one thing that really piqued my interest this week, and I did add it to our stories, Gabriel Souza versus Owen Jones. Yes. This is a it's, cool matchup. It's great because it's Welsh on Welsh on Welsh in a way, isn't it? <laughs> well, this was my question for you. Who has the home team advantage? Okay. So let me tell you this. Okay. Owen Jones. Owen Jones sounds Welsh, right? He's definitely from Wales. But he's definitely trains in London. Yes. Therefore, the Welsh are unlikely to support him as yeah. a, you know, homegrown Welshman, right? <laughs> Gabriel Souza. Yeah. Wales' favourite Brazilian. Yes. He's got to have the home team advantage, I reckon. He definitely does. Yeah. I mean, he was pictured at the Worm's Head recently. He's been in Wales recently. Yeah. He's been in Same a Welsh lady recently. Same place I was. Yeah. Where was that? Swansea? The, wor- the Worm's Head. Rossilli Bay. Was it really? Gower no Peninsula. Yeah. He loves going into the Welsh. <laughs> so he is, he is, you know, he is Wales' adopted son. Giant head. So he's got the home... <laughs> He's got the home field advantage. Yes. And also he's got all the experience. I think that's a super tough matchup for Owen Jones. I can't, personally, I can't see how, Owen Jones is great, but Gabriel Caesar is really good. I think when you watched, I recently watched back his guard passing, outside passing yeah. against um, Mikey Mitsumechi. I think he does that to Owen Jones. Yeah. And what well, the thing is, it's interesting as well, because it's also former ZR versus current ZR. Yes. It's all it's all Yeah, so those boys have trained together a lot. Yeah. I think yeah. And we we put a little poll out and I want to say it's like 82%, 86% are saying Gabriel Caesar yeah. wins that. I think that's a f- And I safe think that's bet. fair. But I think it's win-win for Owen because as long as Owen has a good showing, mm. I think, you know, you'll take a good showing against ADCC silver medalist. Yeah. It's a good match, isn't it? Great match. So, I think it'll be exciting because those, those are the two guys that will push the pace. And that's a match that I will probably want to watch. Yeah, Polaris. I'll watch it. But it's a match I would like to watch. And Fionn's just signed on with Polaris, isn't she? Signed a deal with Polaris. I think when they do Fionn's event in Polaris, I think we should try and get tickets. I think we should go to that event. How much are they? I don't know. They're also, not going to be hugely expensive. It down south? It'll be Wales, won't it? Is it? Oh, come on. I thought Polaris was done... If you've got Fion, surely you're going to do it in Wales. I thought Polaris was only done in one place. Well, this one is in Wales. Is it? We were just discussing this. We can be in Welsh as well. Jay, what planet are you on? England. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're not with it. It, We were just talking about the fact it's in Wales. Yes. Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) Are you okay? Yes. Mentally, are you like all... Always mentally fine. Yeah. You blink twice if you need help. <laughs> Just blink in one eye. <laughs> Some people can't wink, can they? Some people got a real issue of winking. 
It's a sad thing if you can't wink. Yeah, you know, winking wink is one. <laughs> wink and they go. Because <laughs> how how do you do those deadpan jokes where people don't know if you're joking if you can't do the wink? They just blink at them, don't they? Because you have to say, "I'm only joking." I'm only blinking. Whereas when you want to do those jokes that are a bit borderline and you can give someone a wink afterwards, a wink can make you get away with a lot. Yeah. I don't know how people can't control their winks or their <laughs> eyebrows. Eyebrows? Yeah. My uncle can move his ears. You can. Sure can Even mate. though they're cauliflowered up, you can move them. I can, I can move them, mate. You're the guy from the Goonies. He can move his ears. Put it in here, I'll move it. <laughs> you seriously can. That is, Put it the other ear, I'll move it. That is very Put it both of them, I'll move them both. <laughs> that is very impressive oh, that you can move both of them. I just have control over my muscles. Because they don't look like they should move at all. No. <laughs> You've got like proper Spock ears. <laughs> what do you mean? You're Mr. Spock. <laughs> Before they were cauliflowered, I was out for lunch with this guy and he got, we we're in Subway. He got hold of a Subway cup. He finished his drink and then all of a sudden he just started going, just started chewing the edge of the thing where it's folded over and he unchewed the edge where it's folded over to be up and he goes, that's what your ear looks like. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah. And it's true because I didn't really have a fold. You know where you got the fold in the yeah. ear? I didn't really have that. On my very flappy ears. I believe I once ate a whole polystyrene cup. (laughs) Why? As a child. Why? (laughs) Because I was holding it. You know, like you give like toddlers and babies things to hold when they're like fidgeting. Right. Right. In the buggy. Anyway, my grandma is pushing. I'm sure it's my grandma. She's pushing the buggy. Yeah. And she's given me a polystyrene cup. She comes back. She looks in the front of the buggy at some point and there is no cup anymore. Eaten. And you're 12. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Not good. Mate, that's wild, isn't it? Yeah, two things happened on my grandma's watch. I, I believe I ate a polystyrene cup. Yep. And I believe I also um, ate cat food. <laughs> the wet kind. Oh, that would be the tastiest. Because it always smells kind of delicious. That would be the tastiest. Don't you think? Have you ever been to the cafe? And I was like, actually, it smells all right. No, it smells bad. No, I think it smells bad. I think so. What, the jelly and the... Ah, oh, delicious. I'm actually hungry. <laughs> You've got to be really hungry to open... Herx dog food can't smell nice. It's raw meat. You just give him raw meat? It's raw food, yeah. You don't give him dog food? Mm, no, it's raw food. Well, we, we order it from a company that prepares it all. <clears throat> yeah, but it's for dogs, right? Yeah, it's for dogs. But it's yeah. for human you don't, What I mean is you don't, like, cook him a... You don't get him a steak, cut it up and give it that to him. We'll do that as well. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll buy chicken, we'll buy some other mints, we'll buy some other bits and we'll give it to him. It's good. It. It's good to be a dog in Uncle Joe's house. He lives well. He lives a good life, does Herc. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah. He's a protector of this household. We need to pr- protect him and look He's after He's the Praetorian him. guard of this house. Mate, I would love to know what would happen if someone comes in that's not welcome. Probably he licks him. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I'd love to just see what happens, you know? Yeah. I, I want to know what he would do. Is he a guard dog? Is he a, just a pure family dog? Is he a mixture of both? Yeah. I think he might be a mixture of both. Yeah. I think if someone's not supposed to be, we get your dad here. How do you think he'd get on with like a, like, you know, let's say an animal? Uh, you know, let's say, what, what type of tough animal do you think could like stroll through the door that's a good matchup for that's her? That's not a dog. That's not a dog. That's domesticated. Like a, like a wild animal. Like a wild animal. What I mean is, let's say you go, let's go going into the wilderness because yeah. badgers are tough, right? They're thick. They're actually really tough. They're so thick that I've run over a badger once. 
So I've never seen a badger that's alive. And the one I saw that was alive, I hit accidentally in the car. It cracked my bumper, man. And then and got it got up. No, it rolled onto its back. And when I drove past it later on in the afternoon, they're so thick, their arms don't even flop to the side. It's just stuck up into the air. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, that yeah. thickness. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I like those videos of honey badgers. Yeah. Because honey badgers are like mental, right? I'll say get a badger in and that'll be a good match, I think. I think Kirk <clears throat> takes the badger. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, then what else is there? I don't know. You've got to be talking something from Mizzou. Probably. Oh, I'll say I'm thinking domesticated. Oh, badger's not domesticated, is it? No. Uh, something from Mizzou. That's... But then, obviously, people are going to say tigers and lions, but of course they're going to rip her apart. Huge. Yeah, <clears throat> tiger and lion is... A cat is a better fighting design than a dog. A hyena. 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 Strongest bite in the animal kingdom, I believe. Is it? Yeah, I believe it's got a super strong jaw. I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know. But oh. they fight in packs, don't they? And a hyena's big, but it's not as big as Herc. No, Herc's thick. Herc's thicker. It's got that thick head. Yeah. I don't know what would be a good matchup for him. No. I don't know, because I can't think of anything, really. He'd kill a fox. The problem with um, Herc is his cardio. Yeah. He's got cardio issues. You have to go... He's a he's a power puncher, for sure. Yeah, he got one minute. <laughs> you got one minute, Herc. He's got to go ham for I one minute. dead. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. It's, yeah. called, it's called being ultra heavyweight. <laughs> so, speaking of which, Andy actually sent us a question. I don't know if more people sent questions, because I haven't looked. Did you ask? I didn't even see. I did. I put a story out, and I asked four questions. And he's lost okay. his opponent, by the way. Now, stars. Oh, that's rubbish. You know why? Why? Because he looked I'll at I'll call his... you out here, Dean. Dean looked at it and was like, Dean, I don't want that smoke. You've gone up to middleweight. Because Dean's gone up to middleweight. Mm. It's been eating all the pies. Now, this is the problem. Andy should chase him up to middleweight. No, Andy doesn't want to fight at middleweight. However. But would he fight at middleweight if it's just him versus Dean? I think so. Because Dean's pro- run from No, him. no, Dean has gone into, there's someone else in Dean's division. So Andy would have to now move up. However, there's someone in the senior category that's lightweight purple that hasn't got a matchup yet. Okay. Unless they get a matchup or they haven't specified they want to be moved down, then guess what? Andy gets put into mine. <laughs> nice. And I'm going to wrist lock him. <laughs> so, I, we actually got a question from Tommy Boy Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, my God. I know. Tom McManus. I used to know this guy. I used to know Tom McManus. <laughs> but I haven't seen him in ages. Oh, my God. Was he? What, Head privileged. of the Gorilla Gang. ZRMK Brown Belt. Gorilla Gang Gang. Rumor has it he still trains, but I don't see him. I've never seen him. <laughs> Is he still training? Yeah, I saw him last Wednesday. You saw him last Wednesday? Yeah. Is he training a lot? Yeah, it's funny as well. That's bad for me because now I've angered him. <laughs> <laughs> last Wednesday, his face looked like the color of this tablecloth. Oh, really? <laughs> You're blaming my gi. <laughs> He's like, rough, rough. <laughs> And this is You'll cardio so not, <laughs> Is this cardio or the roughness that he's not used to? It's the roughness of my gear. <laughs> Apparently my gear is super rough. Uh, what did Tommy say? Tommy said, who's the best brown belt you know from Anonymous? <laughs> 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 it's a good question, Tommy. Best brown belt I know is Jack Ward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically he's so fucking good. Jack's though. fucking irritatingly he's good. so re- And the thing is, what's interesting is he's, He's one of the lightest brown belts at our club. He is good. Which yeah. is ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, I have good matches against Jack. Oh. All the brown belts are good. They all pose their own little problems. It's like a nice little um, gauntlet of brown belts that you have to run. Yeah. Um, the thing with brown belts is the really good ones, they don't stay brown belt very long. 
No. Like they get promoted fast, don't they? Yeah. Like it's not a belt that you spend that much time in. Brand typically, belt be a holding pattern, shouldn't it? Um, you know, Brad and said, we're lucky. We've got a lot of brand belts. Brad said, if um, he goes, I'd promote you to black belt in a year at brand belt. Say you're just smashing it and you're picking up things really quickly. You're training lots and you're smashing competitions. Yeah, yeah. Because I've got no problem promoting you to black belt because what's the, you know what hold you back? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? But who's the best brand belt winner? So there's one of Tommy's friends who came to some mornings. He's a judo guy. Just got his black belt. We mentioned him. Yep. I can't remember his name. His, his Instagram handle's is judo or something. So he's a black belt in judo. Yeah, yeah. He was a brand belt, obviously. He was very, very good. Um, but who's the best brand belt we know? I don't, I don't think I've ever met a brand belt that was bad. No. Like, you know, you obviously meet people and they pose different problems and some people are better than others. Yeah. Whatever boat you do. You know, that's the reality of any sport. You know, there's those people that are super good. Um, Wasn't there a brand belt uh, RJ Abaki rolled with who was a nightmare? Uh, was he a black belt? He was a black belt. Oh, okay. I believe his name was Smithy. Smithy and he okay. was a nightmare because he was bigger than me. <laughs> and he was better than me. It must be so weird. All oh, round, it was a shit match. Your mindset when you come across someone bigger than you and stronger than you and heavier than you, is that just like, fuck? Well, this is actually Andy's question. Okay, okay so Andy Leverhead, Leverland, sorry. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Joke, wink. Okay. <laughs> you just blinked at me. <laughs> Damn, nervous. Right, so he said, as a bigger guy, what's it like rolling with smaller, lighter opponents? Does it test you? Do you feel you have to give up a lot to keep the role going? As a bigger guy, the one thing that is problematic with training jiu-jitsu is keeping some of that like weight off people. Yeah. So I think one person who kind of said this really, really, really well uh, was Haley when she came on the pod. It's not so much about not using the strength. It's about not using those dynamic, powerful movements that are going to get Got people controlled. injured. Yeah, And there are certain moves in jiu-jitsu where really you want to practice them dynamically. Like <clears throat> if you're going to do something that's like quite an assertive movement, like a knee cut pass, yep. sometimes you want to do that with a level of... Um, aggression? In a way. Yeah, Power, aggression speed. that you're not going to do as a big guy on a small training yeah. partner. You know, that's not helpful. So I try to, as much as it maybe doesn't always feel like it, I try to keep some of the weight off people when I'm rolling. Um, so I roll different, typically. Um, you know, quite often I'll, you know, sit to my butt. Yeah. I'll let people take, like, you top position. play guard a lot. I play guard a lot. So I'm fed up. <laughs> you know, and that poses a problem for me because, yeah. you know, naturally I'm not necessarily a guard player. You know, I haven't got good flexibility. I've got yeah. very, very bad flexibility. So, you know, it's not frustrating for me because there's always something to be learned from, like, sparring with someone that's smaller. Yeah. Pinning someone without using all of that strength <laughs> and stopping them from, like, escaping especially like knee elbow escapes yeah. that can be quite hard if they're a lot smaller than you yeah because yes you can muscle them and you can pin it and sometimes i do do that like if i'm working on like pressure i was sparring with pt will this week and i felt a little bit bad because i was really conscious of i really wanted to work on making sure i'm applying like decent shoulder pressure yeah. and stuff now will's a big strong guy so it's not so much of an issue um but you know it's not comfortable yeah you know it's not a nice experience for someone to be like so put under pressure like that obviously Andy and I are the same the same weight yeah um, it's interesting because we, we don't know what it's like to be a big guy we know what it's like to be bigger than someone else yeah but we don't know what it's like to be the big guy because we're still lightweights 
So I take a lot of satisfaction in crushing people down. Yeah. Especially when they're heavier than me. There's a, I'm like, okay, this is great. You can apply the right pressure. But there's something else here. So when you roll with us, do you find it hard, if you want to apply pressure, do you find it hard sometimes to apply pressure because our bodies aren't there? Does that make less sense? Less mass. Yeah, does yeah, that make sense? less mass. So you could put a lot of pressure through Tommy, for example, because he's got the chest, he's got the shoulders, they are there ready to be applied yeah. to the pressure. But we are a little bit more slithery, I guess. It's a different problem. Like if I lay you on your back and lay Tom on your back and say, right, scramble, get top position, yeah. you're going to win that scramble, right? Your smaller guys are most likely going to win that scramble. Yeah. So, you know, you put a big guy on their back, yeah. you know, and the second part of Andy's question is who is the biggest person I train with? Probably Dino's the heaviest person I've yeah. trained with. You know, Dino's tall and he's also heavy, right? And I used to train with Dino back when he was still competing. Yeah. You know, and he's competing in like the Masters 2 or yeah, 3 yeah. or whatever, but he was competing like, you know, and someone like Dino can't dynamically get off his back as quickly as you're going to be able yeah. to. So it is a different problem. Like it is hard to hold small guys down because they will wriggle like anything. Yeah. Their cardio is normally good and they, they can get up fast, you know, they can be on you fast. So that's the time that I think I try and look at every different person in jiu-jitsu poses a slightly different problem you know if you want to get the most out of a role with anybody you have to think about what is the most problematic position that this person can put me yeah. in <clears throat> so for a lot of little guys you know it's not going to be problematic for you to work your guard passing because you you've got the weight advantage you know it's definitely not going to be problematic for you to pin someone yeah but it might be if you were going to say okay i'm gonna like i'm gonna work from my guard i'm gonna let them you know, work their outside passing. You know, yeah. you try and stop someone small <laughs> passing you on the outside if they're much faster than you, that's going to be really problematic. Yeah. Like, and yes, you can muscle them off if they get there to an extent, but they also might scramble and then get you back and, you know, you, you do have to be careful. And I get caught by submissions. Andy, you know, Andy caught me in a, a guillotine not so uh, long ago. Guillotine. So I think because of my size, I think Andy finds it harder to lock up a guillotine than me. Every time he puts it on me, I'm like, this is it. This is the one. And somehow I slither out. I can't wait till Andy gets you with that guillotine. It's going to be soon. Yesterday, it really hurt. <laughs> like, he had it locked up tight. I've, I got, um, I thought of you when I was training this week because I got uh, PT World was such a great dummy sweep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I did the dummy sweep. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, you're not supposed to tell people about how your roles go in training. Fuck that. This, this is what we do. This is what we do. Yeah, dummy sweep okay. deserves to be out. So, anyway, <laughs> I think I'm going to go for the dummy sweep. So I hook the legs, yep. push, the, push the knees and the hips. And he starts to fall backwards. And I see a smirk on his face being like, I can't believe you fucking went for that. But what he doesn't realize is as he's going backwards, I'm already trying to come up. I've taken his foot. Oh. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I literally see his face transition from a smirk to a shock <laughs> to then a, to a laugh. That because he's ankle pick. Because <laughs> he's ended up on his butt. God damn, that's good. It's so satisfying though, isn't it? It was so satisfying. It's so satisfying. Because I'm not as good at dummy sweeps as you are. It, I just keep going for him. Yeah. Keep going for him. Um, I think I've been working on recently is the, um, John, uh, not John Wayne, I've been, uh, been doing John Wayne. It's the octopus guard. <clears throat> octopus guard. Yeah, it's really interesting. Who's just that? Is that, is this it's one actually of Craig the, Jones. Craig Jones. So the first time I tried it in a role was with you and you cross-faced me to death. Remember that? Yes. I was like, this is bad. Because I remember <laughs> saying to you, you're doing something wrong. 
<laughs> and that's all I said. Yeah, I was like, oh. And then I continued to cross Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I forget that. Then I forgot the detail where you look away, but that's a nice thing to go to because it creates scrambles. Yeah. I quite like that. And then trying to protect people's legs because you, you sit up and you're in a bit of a neutral position. Yes. You've got to collect the leg and pin it to them. So when you do bump them over, they don't roll on their ankle. They don't roll their ankle. Yeah. There's a good way to do it and there's a bad way to do it, of course. Mm. But I am enjoying that octopus guard. Nice. Yeah, it's quite fun. Um, so I've just Googled the average weight of someone in the UK. Okay. So Wikipedia says the average weight of a male in the UK is 84 kilos. Yeah, see, that's a lot less than me. Yes. I'm about 110 kilos well, right still, now. And that's more than me still. You know, back back when I was training more regular, I was about 104 kilos. And the lightest I've weighed into a competition is probably 84. So that's increased, by the way. Uh, between 1993 and 2019, it increased from 78.9 kilos to 85.4 kilos. Mm. Now, I will say that's probably more of a problem with obesity than it is us growing as a nation. <laughs> We're not getting taller as a nation. Yeah, We're certainly getting heavier. Well, we might be getting taller, but it's mostly obesity. It's not really that tall in, that yeah. in 20 years. It's um, mostly obesity. Yeah, that's quite interesting. I um, think... Uh, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? The the, the size thing in jiu-jitsu. Like, Andy's put here, what's the heaviest opponent you roll with and how did it go? I think... I can't think of that many people in jiu-jitsu that I've rolled with that are much bigger than me. Don't. Like, to the extent where it's like the size is like a factor... But I would say Dom, six foot eight. Yeah. Mark Austin, six foot ten. Uh, no, he's six eight as well, actually. Is he six yeah, eight? Six, yeah, eight, I was going to say, he's gigantically he's, tall he too. A lot. He's gigantically tall. Um, you know, they're, they're challenging in that the mechanics of their body is completely different. Yeah. Like, this is the thing that I noticed because I don't really, like, at the moment, I'm not strength training. Yeah. Okay. So I think if you take everybody in the club and you said, okay, we're going to go to the gym and see who's the strongest, I'm not going to be the strongest person in the gym. <clears throat> like by a long way, I don't think. You know, you can lift more than me in the gym. PT Will can lift more than me in the gym. You know, Jack certainly can lift more than me. Uh, you know, there is a different strength that comes from being physically a bigger person. And I think some of that is the leverage. It is leverage and be able to anchor yourself into the ground as well. Yeah, you know, and there is a farm strength thing that happens that's not, you doesn't equate to the gym in terms of a bigger human being, you know. It's, it's well, like you, you can technically, you're able to shift more weight um, in certain positions. Yeah. So pulling a weight directly up like a deadlift, I, I might be able to lift more. But if you're pushing me sideways, you're going to win that battle. There, there is more mass behind you. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, there's a reason why strong men are heavy. Yes. You know, rather than just like shredded, right? Yeah. And I think the thing that I noticed when I, particularly when I sparred with Dom, is a lot of my sweeps didn't work like I expected them to. Not because of his weight, but because the leverage position means. of leverage that I needed was somewhere different based on the length of his limbs compared to mine. That's so like, strange, isn't it? I'm very accustomed to training with people that are shorter than me. Yeah. So when I then have to train with people that are taller, I do notice it. And in my first competition, I trained with a guy and I've got a good picture of me, um, the three of us on the podium. In fact, there wasn't a podium because it packed everything away. Um, and he is a lot taller than me. And what I noticed straight away is his hands were so much bigger than mine. And when Who's he wrapped when he wrapped my head, like he did like a like a, a wrap on the yeah, head. Collar tied. Collar tied me. And um, sort of started to sort of snap me down. I was like, I can't just break his grip like I normally do. 
Like I tried to like just shrug his grip and I was like, I can't get this guy's grip <laughs> off me. Like, cause his hands were big. Yeah. You know, it's like rap, bro. <laughs> he could have probably like just grabbed me by the like neck. Free. You know, it's like jaws really, anyway. Really, really tall. Yeah. And so the strength wasn't, I don't think the strength was a factor, but the, yeah. the, the size, the mechanics of his body yeah. made it a different challenge. That's fascinating. And that's why I think it's super important to train with people of different sizes. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? Like, so you're accustomed to, and that is the good thing about being medium sized. You know, if you're medium sized in the club, that's going to be perfect. So what is it now, mate? What is the average weight of a person now? Because if you, it's interesting. Average weight of a jiu-jitsu person, lower than the national average. You think so? Oh yeah. If you had to say, what's the average, you go into any jiu-jitsu gym, yeah. you know, and I'm going to say any jiu-jitsu gym in the world. Yeah. Okay. You're going to take the average weight of someone that trains jiu-jitsu. I reckon Probably it's so, below yes, yeah, yes. than the national average because you have got big guys in jiu-jitsu, yeah. not as many as little guys. No, that's true. There's a lot of small people, isn't there, <clears throat> training yeah. jiu-jitsu? Yeah, maybe. Like yeah. comparatively small. Because I'm trying to now think who's lighter You're than... five foot six. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> What's the average height of someone in the UK, Chris? Oh, uh, 60. <laughs> <laughs> It happens to be five foot nine, mate. Five foot nine. Five foot nine is the average height of someone in the UK. Cool. How bad is that? Do you know what's interesting about everybody I meet that's five foot nine? Go on. They all say they're six foot. Do they? Oh, so often. Really? They're like, oh yeah, I'm six foot. It's like, so mm. I've never said that, but I'll say I'm five ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're actually five six. No, I'm five ten. <laughs> so this is the difference. <laughs> <laughs> the tallest person, the tallest nation I've seen in here so far isn't Sweden. I've met so many people that try and get away with claiming that they're six foot really and you're like there's no way man mm. and the yeah. thing is it doesn't and i know this is a weird thing for me to say because i am a tall person but to me i don't get why you would lie about it you are as tall as you are well, so why do you lie about being right. more than five six i always say i wanted to get to six foot my goal in life yeah was but what is foot. it with wanting to be six foot why is six foot is that just a mental i think it's just a nice number i think six foot is a great number to be yeah it just now, sounds good but then if you hit six foot why not be seven foot? <laughs> you could always be taller. Yeah, you can always be taller. You can get that operation, can't you? I always liked the idea of being six foot four. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that's good height. That is good. This was a good height. That was um, a good height. So uh, Netherlands, average height is six foot and a half. Yeah, the people in the Netherlands are tall. I noticed this when I went to Amsterdam. Have you yeah. ever been to Amsterdam? Uh, no, actually. Amsterdam is very cool. So we did the whole... Um, get the boat from Hull thing. Nice. I'm using quotation, mini cruise. Okay. We got told off for eating too many ice creams. <laughs> so it's an all you can eat dinner experience. Amazing. They had the little tubs of ice creams, all different flavors, you know, like you get at the theater. Yep. And um, we are like one of the boys is going up and like getting loads of ice cream and it become like a thing where it was like, how much ice cream do you reckon you can eat? Really? Right. So, two of the guys are how then are competing <laughs> to see how many ice cream tubs they can eat and they've stacked them up like a pyramid oh, yeah. <laughs> they cut us off <laughs> 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 they were like you can't have any more ice cream oh it's so funny mate imagine getting banned from eating too many ice creams that is wild mate <clears throat> That's i know we're a wild bunch went to amsterdam and that was the wildest thing we did <laughs> who, who went to amsterdam it was uh me steve rich okay uh, Andrew wasn't old enough. It was the Dachlers, was it? Uh, it was the Dachlers plus Rich's um, friend from uni. Okay. Andy Stewart. Andy Stewart. Um, by the way, Kudzai's giving you a bit of shit, isn't he, online about 
doing your training. And As you said gonna, something again. Not, not, not going to help you, but I'm going to call you out here because like, you spelt Dash's name wrong. <laughs> he put the T in the wrong place. <laughs> That's okay. He's your family, mate. <laughs> That's okay. I can't spell his name either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kudzai's giving me a lot of shit. And, and the thing is, is Kudzai, I don't know if you saw his message, but he sent me his routine that he's got from like a Nike app or yeah. something like that. He's legit gonna smash me at this moment. <laughs> Mate, you, what you got to do If he's just, actually doing that training. You need to accept that he's gonna beat you with that and just beat him up afterwards, mate. Because no one cares how fast you run if you're in a bloody mess on the floor after, do they? My only hope is that he does what I do. And it's like, he can do it for a period and then it's like, he's burnt out. <laughs> and then I can tortoise in the hair him, you know? I, I hope you're doing some uh, strength training, because I. Strength? Mm-hmm. He needs to do strength training. He sure does, mate, to keep his body robust and ready to go. What strength training would you recommend? So foundations. If you're going to do your training, I can't give you a strength conditioning program quickly over a podcast. But <laughs> you can't give me one without me paying that monthly subscription. Yeah. <laughs> Just head to my website and you can subscribe. Give me three okay. exercises that I should be doing. Squats, lunges. Squats. Uh, I would say do your overhead work. So I'll do your uh, overhead presses. Right. Pull-ups are great. For running? Yeah, man. Good core strength, I ain't going to run on my good, arms. Good back strength, mate. Back and core. Pull-ups for running? Back and core, mate. Jay, you've blown my mind. Pull-ups for running? Pull-ups for running, mate. Are you fucking serious? You want three exercises? In case you have to pull yourself up from the floor. <laughs> pull-ups. Not only You're again, recommending pull-ups for running? Not as the priority This exercise, is fucking blowing my mind. But if you want three exercises and to be balanced, pull-ups are a great core exercise. If you have got a shit core when you're I running... I wish people could see my face right now. And you can see people running. Do I not need to only strain my legs? No. For you running. You your full body for running. But runners are... Tell so me the parts of your body that move when you run. Runners are so lacking in the upper body. Yeah, they look terrible. No one wants to look like a marathon runner, do they? <laughs> Sorry, no marathon runner to that Paul Ratcliffe look about you. <laughs> but how many runners have you seen that are running? Now, I know this is very visual, but they're a bit flappy and they're running because they haven't got good core strength what parts of your body move when you're running everything your legs are moving everything right everything right is moving answer. your arms on me are- mate my whole body's moving you know when phoebe buffet <laughs> <laughs> runs <laughs> she's running from yeah, the yeah, devil yeah. yeah that's me so mate. You, let's start your legs are obviously moving when you're yes. running your core is moving it's rotating isn't it your okay. arms are moving to counterbalance your footsteps yeah and with that your core is still rotating you also need good neck strength. Everything needs to be tight from the head down to the foot. I'm going to do some pull-ups next time pull I go to the man. gym. If you've got a good back when you're running, that's going to do your core. Good arm strength as well. Your arms are going to get fatigued. Everything needs to be moved when you're running. So work the whole body. So you can't just do a few exercises. Do your squats. Do your Romanian deadlifts. Do your bench press. Do your overhead press. Do your lat pull-downs slash pull-ups. And do your rows slash bent over rows. There you are, guys. Free. That was free. That was free, mate. And all I told you to do is your foundations. All After I told that, you to do was about 100 exercises. <laughs> <laughs> no. you got to do those 100 Squat, exercises. hinge, push, pull, horizontal, vertical. Done. Done. Give me my course, mate. Done. Give me my certificate, personal training. I'll invoice you later. I'd like my training certificate so that I can start charging. Oh, no, I've got a message saying, already, buddy. Already. Hercules is Hercules is clean. Okay. I get him. So, guys, that was nearly a year in. <laughs> That was, I'm saying a year. No. I'm saying 52 weeks of the year. I'm saying quantum leap year. <laughs> yeah, but remember we also record a week. We started last time 
recording a week before. Right. Now we record two days before. Right. So we already w- would have had a week before we released episode one. <laughs> right? No, when did we release this podcast? The first episode we released... 11th of February. We'd actually recorded a whole week before we released it. I know, you might be right on this now. Actually. I am right. Yeah. So we are a year old. We are a year old. Chris, you've done me. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, You've done bro. me with facts. <laughs> happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday, better than average. Happy birthday, Chris. <laughs> Fucking awesome, mate. And there's going to be many more birthdays. Yeah. And you know how we should celebrate? What gifts you should get us? Money. Five-star review. Oh, yeah. And that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to send us money, you if can. If you want to send us money to our Patreon, that doesn't exist. Send us fine. money to the normal place. We only accept cash. Like, guys, if you've got a Monzo, just send a circle of vigor. <laughs> if you get any, <laughs> you get any money through that. <laughs> send a circle of vigor. I make sure Chris gets all <laughs> I need it for my car, man. Yeah, I know you do, but don't forget you're going to have to declare it as now as tax. So, <laughs> Unless... um. You, you've got a family. I'm not concerned about the tap, tax implications of better than average podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you 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 earn a full-time salary, Chris. Anything additional to that is going to get taxed. A year is a big deal, though. Big I don't deal. want to gloss over this. A no, year, sorry, sorry. We've done a whole, a whole year, of, this, year of podcasting. And we've been fucking consistent. That is impressive. Every single week for a year, this has come out. How have we done this? Some of us have been away on holiday, haven't we? We've, well, we still people have been done away. Anyway. We've had dogs having to get groomed. groomed. We've had people. we've had deliveries. We've had deaths. Fuck, how many deliveries had in a year? All of them. You've have you <laughs> noticed we haven't had any since uh, <laughs> I, someone's been away? I hear Amazon's opening a new warehouse to yeah, deal with the deliveries there. for this. Let me see it. <laughs> <laughs> deliveries for your yeah. little estate. But guys, we are 52 episodes in. We are definitely going to get to 104 episodes in. We'll be here again in a year's time. Yeah. Guaranteed. We won't be here in 500 episodes time. I think we will be. Maybe. A thousand. So watch this space. Yes. Over and out. Just um, out.